Welcome to the Bread and Circuses Podcast, brought to you by Digital Pizza, where your hosts talk about anything they damn well please. So strap in while Rome burns and enjoy this shit show. Welcome to the Cloud Cuckoo Land Podcast this week. I'm Rooster, here with Crow. Uh, hello? What, what, what was that again? Cloud Cuckoo Land. Okay. Because I know the video you're about to play. Yeah. Last we, week we bitched about uh, university campuses, and guess what, folks? It just got worse. There's more of it. So there's this uh, professor in WSU. Wait, is, you have to say, without further ado. Yeah, uh, in Utah. So this is... Not uh, Berkeley or not San Francisco. This is Utah. It's a professor. I'm not sure, honestly, what the um, what the class is supposed to be, but he's he's spouting gobbledygook. There's <laughs> a kind word for it. Um, racist, anti-white gobbledygook. And there's one student that recorded it and was pushing back on it. And basically, the the professor and the class. We're against him on this, and it's absolute nonsense, but we're going to play some of this right now. So this is um, part of uh, Lauren Chen, who used to be a roaming millennial on YouTube, um, talked about this, and this is where I'm getting the audio from, just to give her credit, but a lot of people have posted this. So here we go. What happens if slash when the white people find a planet with life on it. Are they just going to colonize it? Should we subject other people yeah. to that colonization? Because white people, well, we don't know. That's the professor right now. Should we subject exists. other life to that type of colonization that is happening? That they, white people would colonize another planet. Okay, but black people shouldn't be subject to it either. So I'm going to say they can win. If you're from- Nope, that was Roaming Millennial jumping in there. So, yeah, so... The fact is that white people colonized, you know, everywhere on Earth. And if we send white people off of Earth because they don't deserve to be here, but if they find other life, they'll just colonize that other life. And why are we subjecting other life to white people, to whiteism, to whiteness? What if there's no other life there and white people just colonize it and it becomes like super successful? Then what are they going to say? That they deserve whatever success was created there because it was created off the backs of of indigenous people here, not there. No, but I'm uh, think about that for a second. I don't want to. Well, you know what? Let's listen to this whole thing and then we can come back to. Well, here's some more. Here, there's some more. It gets it gets crazier. I'm going to turn this up a little bit. All right, here we go. Just not having oh, it. Mullets. I just don't understand how none of you see how incredibly racist the plan is to spend an entire group of race to space. Because you're white, go to space. That's incredibly racist. That's on the what, definition. On, goes further than the on, on what basis? No, he didn't. He said, if you're white, you go to space. Yeah, just having sure. skin color being, that's by definition racism. Uh, how so? Like, I just don't understand. I think that you're like racism. So there's a uh, black student in the background going, what makes you think that black people have the social power to actually be racist towards white people? So she's saying blacks can't be racist. They don't have social power. That's what you're hearing in the background. Okay. Be racist towards white people. Because your skin color doesn't determine the level of your power. That's, that's a, no, it doesn't. There are people who are, there are yeah. certain theories so every single, that just disagree with you. Every single white person. Including Ronald Judy, including the field of Afro-pessimism and black studies so, and queer theory. So, so, Afro-pessimism? That's the first time I've heard that, listen, that term. Listen, do not make fun of that. I double majored in that. Okay. So, continuing. So, Barack Obama didn't have power. He couldn't do anything. He didn't have any power. He had to show his birth certificate when no other person. Sure, yeah. Everyone faces oppression. Everyone. No, that, but that per- particular oppression can be marked by your skin color, which is something you yeah. could probably not fathom. By no, not no, 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 no. I'm in a debate space where everyone questions me on my skin color. I can definitely fathom okay, it. But you're not being questioned on having black skin color. He's got you there. <laughs> How do you even? I, he's a fucking professor. There's no logic, no reason. I know. How the fuck does he get in this position? Keep going. All right. Oh, that's the end of it for uh, that. There's there's more. What about the part about saying outer space doesn't exist? Yeah, that's that's the part. So hold on a second. All right. So this guy, 
the the student. So we have actual upload from the student that recorded the professor. His name is Michael Moreno, and he writes on this. Um, I recorded my debate professor promoting abhorrently anti-white and anti-academic arguments. And then he's got the actual audio files you can access, but this is his kind of his YouTube video here. Our argument will be that space is not real. It's not real. Science, technology, it's all fake. It's a projection of white fantasies that has worked to control our interpretation of how the world works. Okay, so that's, that's what the premise is going to be. Now, let's get back to the claim that space doesn't exist. Imagine someone who grew up inner city Kansas City, for instance, who never left a 20 block radius. They can't even fathom that there's mountains in the world, let alone that there's something outside of that. Does that make sense, right? And so structural inequity to some degree because of our lack of privilege in terms of mobility determines what we can understand to be real and falsifiable. Pause that bullshit right there. Yeah, it's a lot of gobbledygook, a so, lot of... But his point is... Someone who's never been outside a 20-mile radius and has never seen never mountains. Never experienced anything outside of that. Yeah. Therefore, mountains don't exist. Right. Because... I have not seen them. I haven't traveled far enough to see them. So, therefore, they aren't there. Yeah. So, people are trying to say that this professor is just giving a thought exercise. He's playing devil's advocate. But this is not what's happening. You listen to the whole thing. You know that's not what's happening here. Our premise is that space does not exist. Yeah, he's not, he's not, it's not a thought exercise. This is not devil's advocate. This is him. And he gets into it more where you go, oh, okay. Space isn't roll. Roll. No, not at all. All right, let's continue here. Whiteness then works and then appropriates science and technology to say this is true while this is not true because it's not verifiable. Does that make sense? And so it's an argument to say that we should focus, it's a hyper focus on the experiential um, for those of who does not um for those of who does not um okay that's 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 his lead into the next statement so we know it's going to be really profound here okay we here we go um capitulate with clients <laughs> <laughs> that, that's what he was struggling to get to that doesn't does not um or has he did, whatever he said does you not don't capitulate, capitulate with with whiteness you capitulate to, to but you doesn't well let's uh, really quick go back to what he was saying there to some degree because of our lack of privilege in terms of mobility determines what we can understand to be real and falsifiable Here's the money whiteness shot. then works and then appropriates science and technology to say this is true while this is not true because it's not verifiable that's Does a that make sense? and yes. so it's an argument to say that we should focus it's a hyper focus on the experiential um, for those of who does not um, capitulate with clients. What the hell? How do you even? I mean, I get. Where do you begin with that? I get some of what he's saying. I get. I think I get where he's trying to go. He's saying in a very stupid way. He's okay. To say what you're outer try space to isn't real because well, first of all, it's, this whole idea that outer space isn't real. It's, oh my god. So anyway. If you have never moved out of a 20-mile radius and you've never seen mountains and I tell you, oh, there's mountains and you can climb them and you're 15,000 feet up in the air and you go, really? And I say, yeah. You can go there and you can see them. I can also make shit up. I can go, and dinosaurs live in the mountains. And you'll go, What? And we'll talk about all the dinosaurs and everything. And I'll be like, well, the mountains are real, but sorry, the mountains are real. But, uh, and I'm not making a affectation other than his. Mm -hmm. um, the, but the dinosaurs are bullshit. So he's saying, well, people who are not able to go experience those things can be led astray by people who are yeah. willing to yeah. say false notions because those people have the control over what they get to see and perceive. Right. Absolutely. I don't think anybody's really arguing that, but now he's saying that white people made up space mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. because black people haven't been there. Right. And the student kind of gets to that. I'm, I don't know if this is going to be coming up shortly here. We'll have probably some more bullshit to wade through. Okay. It's all gold. So here we go. So the student raises his hand to ask a question right here. And the professor says, and this is the student recording. And he goes, this Michael person. He goes, yes. 
So, like, what about like telescopes or black astronauts who have been to space? What black astronaut went to space? There's been like 14. If you just Google black astronauts, there's a lot of them. Yeah, there's astronauts. Not every astronaut goes to space. Yeah. So there's a. If you go to the Wikipedia, there's 14 that went to space, and then there's a whole lot. Just you sitting in an academic space, and you just cited Wikipedia. Well, I mean, yeah, I'm sure they have other sources, but like, if, yeah, we'll if you look up the identity of these people, okay. Um, so like, Goo and Stuart Bo- Bo- Blue Force. They said space was real. Well, he went to space. Did he say it was real? <laughs> I'm sure I could find an interview of him talking about his experience. I don't know where he went if sure. it didn't exist. Good, then that means we have competing perspectives about truth, which means you should vote negative on presumption because. Because why? You can't verify anything. But he can verify it because he went there. Okay, I can verify that it's not real because I haven't. <sighs> what so, the? Oh fuck? my god! All right. <laughs> <laughs> this He's a is professor people. Listen, no, th- he is. U- I'm. I'm gonna tell you here. This is why you're wrong. He's using the uh, very scientific, oft-cited, and well-used ostrich defense. <laughs> I am going to close my eyes. Oh. Crow. It does. I don't. Crow, you've disappeared. Anymore. Yeah. There is Therefore, no crow here. There's no such thing. I. Uh, there is, ladies and gentlemen, crow no longer exists. In fact, the only thing around me is just blackness. Yeah. I can hear lots. Oh, I'm sorry. I appropriated that darkness. So he tried to he tried to call out this student for using Wikipedia in an academic environment, no less. Use Wikipedia as a source, and he scoffed at that. How dare you use that? I mean. Pfft. I mean, seriously, you did that. Whereas this guy's whole argument boils down to, um, what's the term, uh, proving a negative or whatever. Or, or he's just, he, it, it's not even rational. It's not even rational thinking. And even if it was a thought experiment, it would be pointless to have this thought experiment other than to point out how fucking idiotic it is and go, you don't even argue with these fucking people. <laughs> How about this one? He's been to space. Did he say space was real? So yeah. what happened was the his white handlers at uh, at NASA said, "All right, uh, I think it's Guion G U I O N. I don't yeah. know how to pronounce it. Blueford said, "All right, here's what we're gonna do. We're gonna put you on a rocket. We're gonna launch it into space. We're gonna lots of TV can. Well, we can't say we're gonna launch it into space because there is no space. We're just breaking that to you right now, okay? But we need you to come back." And tell all the other black people that space is real. Yeah. Okay. Participate in the whiteness, if you will. And if he says why, they go, no, no, no. Don't talk. It only screws it up. We need you. And there's going to be other black people like you afterwards. We need you to say that you want. Do you know how on Christmas we take those dis- those disadvantaged kids and we put them on a plane and we taxi it around the airport and then we bring them back and we tell them they're at the North Pole and Santa's there? We need you to kind of do this with space. It's for everyone's It's for good. everyone's benefit. It keeps... Mostly white people, though. It, yeah. It, you know, we as white people, it keeps the black people down. That's what we want. So we need you as a race trader to tell the, the black people that... Uh, that there is really space out there for which you will be uh, well compensated. What do you say? Yeah. Oh, well, this makes about as much sense as anything else this fucking guy saying. All right. To continue on here. So you can, verify that, you can verify that space isn't real because you haven't been there. Yeah, there's no evidence that it exists. My, my, my life is evidence of the fact that space does not exist. <laughs> so the only, thing, the only type of evidence that's accessible to you is your direct experience? Absolutely. He just said absolutely. Oh my god. These are the people that are teaching at college. Not yeah. all of them. There are some very distinguished professors at college and there's a whole circus of idiots like this guy. How is this even how does this even get to this point where he's where he's in front of the students as an authority figure? You know, I I'm willing to buy that um that uh Wikipedia does not have um a uh it's not a reliable source right I, i'm willing to buy that too as far as astronauts go would you consider nasa to be one <laughs> yes so okay i was just wondering you know because they uh they they might have oh wait a second 
<laughs> well, if it wasn't run by the Rothspurs or whatever, then yeah, and the Illuminati, then yeah, they'd be reliable. Well, but they are. Wait a second. <sighs> this right here. Michael P. Anderson. He flew the space shuttle. Yeah, you're doing the quotation marks in the air when yeah. you say that, right? I mean, he's a black man, and uh, he flew it. Yeah, flew the space shuttle. So apparently they uh, – oh, but you know what? <sighs> he died. Uh-oh. Yeah. So maybe he was going to come out – that's it. He was going to come out with – He was with suicided. <laughs> he was Clinton. The, the Clintons got involved in it. <laughs> he had the dirt. <laughs> yeah, he's gonna he's gonna tell everybody. Oh, the Clintons' uh, fingerprints are all over this fake space. Oh game. yeah, I mean, <laughs> <laughs> it is. I you know that's uh, well they got to raise money for space exploration. Well, yeah, and Epstein flew flights to space. Yes, you know his his handprints are all over this too. Yes, exactly. Yeah. Well, I mean, how do you think the Mile High Club started? <laughs> This was the two-mile high club. Yeah. You know? Oh, I, don't, yeah. I don't know. How far is space? Two miles? I don't know. Let's just go with that. Sure. It's two miles. My experience there. tells me otherwise. Then, If anybody feels like correcting us, do it in your head. Yeah. Because we know we're probably wrong. All right. Want to keep continuing on this? Yeah. Good stuff. Good stuff. <laughs> do you experience other people? <laughs> Classroom's laughing at the white guy now. <laughs> do you experience other people's accounts of their experience? No. So if a black guy... I just experienced them accounting their yeah. accounts, but that doesn't mean I shouldn't reserve a healthy amount of Yeah, I mean, they, they could be lying, yeah. Oh, so are you saying that I'm lying too? No, I'm... Or just... are you saying Wikipedia's lying? Or no, I'm saying he could be lying. Astronauts? Like, the black astronauts could be lying, that's true. Right. Yeah. Oh, I see what he's doing yeah. here. But... And just because they're black doesn't mean that they don't participate in whiteness. <laughs> what do you mean? Okay, we, we can have more reading about this, but uh, whiteness is not a, a racial concept that is about the epidermal. Um, it's more so about a particular set of ideologies that works to securitize life for white people. And black people yeah. are definitely participants in that. I'm not, I'm not denying that black people um, okay. engage. I'm, I'm saying the claim that space does not exist because you haven't seen it. Correct. Like that's like saying like... Paris doesn't exist because I've never been there. Correct. Okay. So, so I can't use other people's experiences as proof that it probably does exist. Or? That's what we call colonialism. Wait, stop, <laughs> stop right there. Because of what? If you can't use other people's experiences as something that exists, I can deny any racism. Oh yeah, absolutely. I can absolutely deny it. You can't deny it though. Yes, I can. I, I don't – I've never seen it. No, because your whiteness disall, dis, disallows that. No, it doesn't matter. No, you're part of the system. No, it doesn't matter. You're part of colonialism. He says right in there, I can be a black person who says – But you're, then you're just participating in, in whiteness. No, he's saying you can deny somebody else – something exists Only because – you're black. <laughs> no, that's not what he's saying. He's, he's just saying – he says straight up that if you haven't experienced someone else's experiences – you can't you, – you can deny them. Mm -hmm. So when he says, well, so because I haven't been to Paris, Paris is not real? He goes, yeah. So – And why? Well, because of whiteness. No, he says that's colonialism. Okay, same thing at this point. You know. But my point is you can you can just deny that racism exists because you've never seen it. Mm -hmm. Even if you're, if you're black. Well, if you're participating in anything of uh, that came from Western culture, then you are participating in whiteness. So you, right? So nothing's real. This is, this is the dumbest of dummy arguments hmm? that I've ever heard made. By a professor, a debate professor. I know. At, in, in Utah. I know. At uh, WSU. Here's more. So the, so the student goes, what? After that. <laughs> what? Because you are using other people's experience. I don't even know what that verbiage means. What does it mean to be, like trust? What does it mean to extract someone's experience and use it for justification for your own political opinion? Okay. Well, it's like, how do I know that slavery happened if I didn't see it? Right? Because we have history. Can well, I just I say slavery never happened? It's post-traumatic slave disorder. Yeah. Well, I've never experienced that. So does post awesome. it doesn't exist Great. then? You can say that it didn't. I mean, a lot of your people say that it didn't. <laughs> so this kid just made, this student just basically Use your argument saying, well, slavery and basically the same thing as racism. He said slavery didn't exist then. And he goes, yeah, but that's your people saying that. See, he's using the argument that I just said he was going to use. I mean, a lot of your people say that it didn't. Here we go. Continuing. 
So right. It's yeah. Not it's, anything it's like new. it's not anything contrary. Yeah. My argument is that black people should have an inroad into that experiential because white people's experience mm-hmm. determines the rest of the world. That's just the uniqueness argument. Yeah. But it's it's not just white people. There's black people who have experiences going to space. There's like Correct. Neil deGrasse Tyson who talks about structure definitely rules the world. That's our uniqueness argument. The AF would blacken our understanding of that by reserving the option that those things are unreal and are used as myths to securitize other people. So are they like being hypnotized? Like the black people? Are they like being brainwashed by whiteness to think they're in space? Or I guess I'm just not understanding. Everybody's brainwashed by whiteness? I'm just not really understanding like how whiteness relates to the existence of space. I mean, I don't think you've done much reading about whiteness. I, I guess I don't, you know, understand exactly. Yeah, that's what, why we'll do some reading yeah. in regard to. <laughs> so he's going to try to find some indoctrination, some work of indoctrination in order to, you know, further, you know, um, use that nonsense. Like he said, securitize. He's using these fucking completely retarded buzzwords like securitize. He used. I, I can't stand it. I, you know me. I'm a bit of a grammar snob. I hate it when people turn nouns into verbs by putting I-Z-E on the end mm-hmm. of them. I hate that. Yep. So yeah, oh, want to continue? Yeah, continue. Okay. This is tragically funny. Included in the topic, really, I mean, I think the topic areas helped to understand what the topic meant when it said national space policy. But I think space is something that is not just specific to outside our stratosphere, but also kind of how we address people interpersonally. Okay, let's let's uh, unpack that a little bit. I'm using words to explain things, and I'm talking a lot. And if I just keep it's talking, what we call word salad. If I'm just talking mm-hmm. and I say a lot of things, and I'm right. speaking, and I sound like I'm intelligent, and I'm up in front of a class, therefore I'm right. This is what pseudo intellectual—the uh, term pseudo intellectual—was created for something like this, where you have these phrases, made up words, even that sound impressive. They're what we call five dollar words, and that's uh, a colloquialism. <laughs> Stop it. Yeah. So see what I did there. I just used another five dollar word uh, to explain it. Anyways, um, but so now he's doing this other thing where he's leading into, and I, I think he's leading into is this um, intersectionality argument. And he kind of he kind of uh, alluded to this earlier by saying that um, that queer studies is part of you know you have to be you have to bring queer studies into this concept of how space is not real. And we have to reference queer studies. So that's that's where they talk about intersectionality. You can't talk about one thing as it being oppressed without talking about there's a there's a hierarchy of, of oppression. And you can't talk about one without bringing all the other oppressions into it. So now he's talking about how we have to address people interpersonally. How, how, okay, he's going he's gonna to start going into intersectionality. I guarantee it. Should we continue? Sure. Here, quick question, though. Would Amy Klobuchar eat word salad with a comb? <laughs> Of course she would. And she's played at somebody when she's done. <laughs> All right, here we go. The difference between public and intimate forms of speech, et cetera, et cetera. What I'm getting at is arguments in regard to consent. Okay, he's going somewhere. I thought he wasn't going. One can encroach upon the body. For instance, if how can you have the United States federal government cooperate with another entity for space policy? Should anyone be able to cooperate are you, are you following this or have influence on your space? I can't. For instance. Um, and so it could be argued that the topic is really rapey. <laughs> okay. Yep. He went there. He went intersectionality. So now he's talking about women's um, issues. He's bringing, he's folding women's issues into the, into what he's saying about the whiteness of space being fake. And you can't really reference that until you understand that the concept is rapey. You get it? I I think I get it. No, I don't get it. It it just gets, it gets worse and worse the more you listen. Well, the question is, what's the point of saying there's space if there's not? He never gets to that. What's the benefit? Well, you can get a lot of money put to NASA, I guess, to 
can be funneled other places. It's like a, what do you call it? It's a, a Ponzi or not a Ponzi Look, scheme. the government can just take... A laund- it's a laundering operation by the government to say that we're using this money for space exploration and learning about space when it doesn't really exist. So we can just say that's up with that for that money is being used for other things. The government can just take your money. Yeah. They can just seize your yeah, money. Use it for what they want. You but, know. But it's all a... Why uh, do they have to make an elaborate scheme to take your money? Yeah. Well, it's because it's really rapey. According to him. Let's continue. If we understand space space differently, because it will require external influence on how you move throughout space. Because space is not just this thing outside of our stratosphere, but it's rather something that we all occupy. Students like what? Couldn't you argue that the terms in the topic, like space based? Deep space, like these are terms, and because the topic uses yeah, those specific terms, all of those things can be interpreted differently. Arms control of space weapons. Why isn't that like Title Nine? <laughs> yeah, I mean that one you could, but like the other one, like deep space exploration or space-based deep space-based exploration. Yeah, joint human spaceflight. So, excuse my French, but now we're talking about like gangbangs. <laughs> Did you hear what he just said? Yep. I don't. I can't. Right? At this point? Uh, come on. <laughs> Should we even continue with this at this point? I mean, the absurdity is it's so it's such profound absurdity, it was funny, and now it's getting just like so fucking pathetic. And the fact that this student has to sit here and try to be polite and, you know, rational and convincing with him is like instead of going, fuck off with this nonsense. The fuck am I paying for an education for to have you blather on about this bullshit? But doesn't it sound to you in this whole thing like this professor had this this uh, um, lecture that they had all put together and they went, this is some brilliant shit. I am going to drop some knowledge bombs on my class for role. Hmm. And then, you know, then they're just going to be like, oh. Are you kidding me? This is amazing stuff. And they're going to walk out of that class going, I am so smart. And the one kid goes, hang on a second. I got a question. And the whole thing Spirals. just came crashing down. And he's just making up words. Yeah, he's, he, he's word salading. He's worded. Yeah, he's. He's know. word salading a gangbang. That's kind of rapey <laughs> when you Jesus say that. Christ. You know, and you're having in, in uh, external influences on my space, mm-hmm. you know. Well, look. I've never been raped, so I can't say that rape actually exists. I think that's just your whiteness talking. Right. Okay. But doesn't that whole thing sound like somebody called him on this whole House of Cards bullshit he was coming up with, and he had no yeah, he's, idea? He's in a spiral, spiral right now as we as as we're listening in, and he's trying to. He can't admit anything he's saying is bullshit or wrong or stupid, so he's going off into tangents. To any, he, he thinks his his he's gonna wow that student that's questioning him by his by all of his his great words and his tangents, and it's gonna be something that is just so much to unpack that this student can't come at him because there's just too many angles he has to cover. I'm gonna kick your ass with my intellectual kung fu. Yeah, that's what he thinks he's doing. That's what the professor thinks he's doing right now. And the the kid is like, yeah, I'm not having it. Yeah, and he's he's doing a pretty good job of it. Well, he he doesn't have to. This is like the third grader is trying to beat you up, and you're just putting a hand on their head, and they're just like flailing away at you. He's got nothing here. Yeah. Nothing. We could continue here. I mean, this could be the whole episode if we want it to be. Well, let's go a little bit more. All right. Um, There might be some interspersing from the student, Michael, uh, because this is his YouTube video I'm getting this off of. And he might actually jump in here to explain a couple things, which is fine. Um, So I'm going to continue here. Okay. I, I mean, I, I don't, I don't see the connection like between that. Things can be interpreted in yeah. different ways. And part of yeah, I guess I'm asking, like, how do you win the the interpretation? I mean, you could just have a debate with them about competing interpretations, okay. definitional basis. Um, but just that is not going to beat their argument because they're going to say that your reliance on definitional interpretations of space that excludes their experiential perspective is the thing that allows for these space exploration on their bodies okay oh, that oh, oh my bodies? god like if they're women debaters and they're like this is what 
space means and you're like no actually space means this way this this is like a form of linguistic violence i'm not going to go so far as to say the r word in there but it's the form of linguistic assault by which you get to determine the reality for me so no this guy i asked for it this guy is assaulting me linguistically Uh with all of his bullshit it just keeps coming yeah there's nothing there he's not going to go so far as be offensive and say the r word though yeah although he already said rape yeah Nobody said rapey. So okay, it's like, that's right. like, that's like fun rape. Yeah. You know, a fun way to say it. Yeah. It's all rapey. You know, that's like, that's like role playing. Honey, I'll smack you on the ass and let's get a little rapey. You know, I mean, look, you can, I know what people can say who want to dismantle this whole thing critically on a definitional basis, whatever that means. Mm. <laughs> that means what you want it to mean. Yeah, exactly. You know, yeah. But, People who I just I just keep thinking of words I could vomit up here to do this, but uh, this idea that uh, he's he's just making this up as he goes along. It, this guy is I don't know what his credentials are, but he should not be teaching anything. No, and people can dismantle this and say, well, yeah, but this is one professor. Okay, fine, I'll grant you that. How the fuck did this guy ever get up in front of a class to teach stuff? And he has books there that are written in this buzzword-laden jargon. And he's read through them, I guess, right? Ostensibly. Has he? Has he? I don't know. But he's got the verbiage down. He's got the phrases down. He's got the buzzwords and and the terminology down. And he's using them. And he's using them repeatedly. Um, And there's a lot of it. So, and then he wants to go, well, I can't answer that, but I'm going to assign these books that you have to read as part of this class. You have to read these and you have to absorb this bullshit and try to rationalize it and, and maybe even do a paper on it. I don't know how this class works if you, if you just end up doing a debate and that's the end. That's how you get your grade. Um, but I mean, what, you obviously, what a you phenomenal obviously waste of time. have not read enough on whiteness. Right. Phenomenal waste of time. And I've seen these debate, some of these debates you've seen. Have you seen the same ones I'm thinking of where they have... The black students, uh, the white students go up and they do the debate topic and they give some sort of, you know, perspective on what they're trying to debate. And then the black students go up and instead of countering that, they have this speaking. It's like a trick that they use where they like almost hyperventilate. They don't allow like they don't allow pauses in their speaking. So it's almost like they're speaking in their inhale and exhale. And it's just a matter of vomiting out as many words as quickly as you can in the staccato rhythm yeah i i don't know what it's, you're it's the about. weirdest fucking thing you've ever seen no and it it doesn't exist i think what happened I've never experienced yeah it. you've experienced it i'll i'll bring for the next episode I'll, I'll bring up some of it and it's infuriating because it's like this is not a rational debate that's being had here this is this is at the best trickery and at the worst you're 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 deluding someone into thinking that that they're learning a valuable skill here when they're not this is just a trick that they're using in this specific class doesn't exist Ooh, well without having an example of it i shouldn't talk more about it but it's infuriating all right yeah it's like colloquialism you shouldn't <laughs> t- unless you can define the word all right you know so all right continuing on because i've participated in a debate i asked for a debate about convenient interpretations and stuff like that good stuff good i things. may or may not stuff and things I'm not going to hold that through that argument. All right. And in doing so sexually assaulted me because to think through an argument is to penetrate an argument and to penetrate without my consent is, well, you can see that (laughs) it's it's very easy to do what he's doing. It takes no intellectual rigor or argumentative substance. It's just manipulation of words. It's sophistry. Oh, now, in this next word. clip, we were supposed to read our plans for the space topic and then cross-examine each other and try to find flaws in the cases when these two black students stand up and read their speech, which is to send all white people to space. Little black boys are getting shot at, but white people go to Mars. Black families from coast to coast didn't need today, but white people enjoy their three-course meals in their spaceships. Black bodies are depleted on the killing fields, and white people run it. And why do you run it? We affirm putting an end to the killing fields. Black bodies are done with it. Thus, all whiteys should be sent on the one-way trip to continue their deep space exploration and find a new home. Black bodies will keep Earth. This is our way of uh, destroying the killing fields that whiteness has ruled upon. If there is 
If there are no bodies on earth, there is no killing field. All we have done is imagine what a better life looks like, and that life is one without the whiteies ruling over black bodies, and that life, a better life exists where black bodies will flourish on earth. The creators of capital will be MIA, meaning black people can live for and provide structures for their communities without working in white-centered institutions. While white ex- while whites explore deep place that is based on definitions of capital and of whiteness, we will be able to explore and have control over our spaces, something that is taken away from us on the killing fields. And whiteies, don't worry about your return flight, because we book you a one-way ticket, and while on your voyage into deep space, you won't have to worry about us, because we're going to be all right. Okay. Now I think I know exactly what you were talking about. That was a little bit of what I was talking about. It wasn't as bad as some of the other videos. Oh, my God. There wasn't a period in anything he said. That that hyperventilating. He just ran that all together. Yeah. It was a tremendous stream of bullshit. Packing so much bullshit together that your person that's debating you doesn't have time to break apart every every part of that. And yet, while he was doing that, I still can. I would say, okay, so if you send all white people to outer space. Yeah, sure. Whitey. Uh, if you send all the crackers mm-hmm. to outer space, um, which doesn't exist, but if we send them out there, so he's saying crime is going to go away. Yeah, I mean that's because that's what he's saying. There's not going to be there's not going to be a killing field there, yeah. right? You know, yeah. Everything, everything, all that is predicated upon the the whiteness on on the colonialism. Well, what I was going to get to before was. Just as a hypothetical exercise, what would happen if you did that? Let's assume for a second you've got the po- – see, I went to college and learned how to construct an argument from real professors. Um, it Instead of this fakery, whatever this is. So let's just say – Chicanery. The government has – what is chicanery? Fakery. Okay. Isn't that what I just said? Yeah, it's just a better way of saying it. Yeah, you're just stealing from me now. <laughs> um. You're just you're just rewording. <laughs> so um, if you could make this happen, if the governments of the world could say, you know what, we're going to send Whitey into outer space and they're going to go populate Mars, okay. His point then is that all crime on Earth is going to disappear because yeah. black people won't have it anymore. Wakanda forever. Yeah. Well, he also says you're sending out the creators of capital, so. You know, we'll see what happens then. But let's just say just all white people leave. You ever seen that show on the Discovery Channel? Um, you know, Life After People? Yeah. Or the History Channel, I think, where they basically say, here's what happens 100 years Plank after people are gone. is going to overtake certain areas. Same show. Yeah. Life without white people. Let's call it that. <laughs> right. Okay. Well, let's just play uh, Black Panther. Sure. So all, all of the non-white people stay on Earth. I'm not going to make any comments as to what happens. Okay. Because I, I don't know. I guess. I don't know. But you send all these white people off to another planet, Mars. What are you going to say if nothing changes here and everything is better there? Would everything be better there? No. Because just like any other race, white people have good people and bad people. Okay? But my point in this is you're making an argument for something that no serious person can believe. That if you eliminate white people, that all crime and everything goes away. But if you, let's say you could make this happen, what are you going to say if it's better in the other place? It won't be. No, let's say you send, you leave all the non-white people here on Earth and you send all the white, no, pe- it won't white be. people to Mars. And we have a blueprint for what would happen on Earth. It's Wakanda. Oh, I see. I see what you're saying. Well, it was very much like, uh, well, you and I were having a Facebook debate with a friend of ours. That came up in my memories today hmm. about uh, what would happen after Trump was elected. And I said, the world's not going to end. It's not going to all fall apart. But if you're going to make this case that he's just terrible and he's awful and everything, the um, who's the one little Weasley economist, Paul? Uh, Krugman? Yeah. yeah. Well, the stock market's going to collapse. Yeah. It's it's. Well, it just reached another, reached another all-time high. Yeah. You know, just not, he said it was going to collapse. That was it. It's n- we're never going to recover. He said all that stuff. When you say it's that bad, what's going to happen when it's not that bad? Right. So just like when Reagan was elected, the earth was going to blow up and, you know, he was going to murder everybody. I know, and- I know what they'd say. They'd say that it's the legacy of whiteness that's keeping the 
the world in the state it's in, um, the white people, if they are successful in outer space or wherever they end up going to, they've kind of just brought the same colonialism, whiteness there, and they're benefiting off of that structure system. But the reason that it's not better on Earth is because of the legacy of whiteness still hasn't been overcome. Check and mate, mm -hmm. sir. I win. You you've, lose. You've beaten me. <laughs> so we either get Wakanda or a hundred years later, just a stink of whitey. Yeah, just you can't wipe it off. Everything. You can't wipe it off. It's that. It's God. that in, intrinsic to everything. I didn't know my race was this bad. Not yours. I mean, you've appropriated right. the black race, right? You know, yeah. As a disabled black lesbian, right? Yeah. Mentally and physically disabled, by the way. Yes. Well, one of those is very clear. <laughs> Should we do some would you rathers? Yeah, uh, we might as well do would you rathers, and we'll go back to this. This whole episode might just be about this. Yeah. <laughs> so, all right. Some would you rathers are. Uh, would you rather be stuck in an elevator or on a Ferris wheel for twenty four hours? I think it's kind of similar situations. I would. Do we? We don't get to finesse these, do we? We don't get to say like on the Ferris wheel, but it's not moving. And the person, on the, the person that you're with is gassy. <laughs> well, at least a we, Ferris wheel airs it up. Wheel, then. Yeah. I don't know. Elevator, probably. Yeah, the elevator. At least you can kind of change positions. You could sit. You could lay down. I mean, you could probably try to like pry open the inside doors a little bit, piss, well, down, piss down the shaft. And I don't, I don't really even know how. Uh, I mean, now elevator. the Ferris wheel actually, you could shit off the side and be, if you really had to go really bad, <laughs> I guess. But it'd be, it'd be scary. And that's getting up, getting up on, standing on the seat and shitting over the edge. That'd be pretty scary. So, okay, sure. But at least you're not shitting where you sleep. Way to make a stupid question awkward. <laughs> Well, it all comes down to that. Where, <laughs> Where you, you shit. shit. <laughs> Jinx. <laughs> Do you have more to say about that one? Uh, or if I nailed it? No. Uh, yeah, you can say you nailed it. Go ahead. All right. Would you rather have an imaginary creature only you can see, follow you around, and talk to you, or hear weird noises under your bed every night? Oh, God. First one. <laughs> If I hear weird noises under my bed every night, I'm moving. Yeah. I think the, the imaginary creature only you can see, unless it was terrifying, that yeah. might change things. But I wouldn't imagine an imaginary creature you can see wouldn't be terrifying. I would think an imaginary creature only you can see would be freaking awesome. Mm -hmm. You know, yes, there would be. If it follows you around and talks to you? Yeah. That'd be great. You know? Yeah. What if it watches you do everything? <laughs> Very intense. Don't look at me. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I think most people would pick the imaginary creature as opposed to weird noises under your bed every night. By the way, the weird noise thing under your bed, I remember uh, a friend of mine on Facebook once posted like uh, it was something on a Halloween thing, like 22 sentence horror stories. Mm -hmm. And one of them was I was tucking my son into bed the other night and he said, Dad, there's a monster under my bed. So I looked under his bed and my son was under the bed going, Dad, there's a monster on that's, top of the that's bed. That's a good one. I was like, oh, <laughs> that was creepy. I like that one. <laughs> okay, one more. Okay. Would you rather ride a bucking bull in a rodeo or be the rodeo clown who distracts the bull for the rider? A rodeo clown. Um, yeah, I've known people, relatives that have ridden rodeo bulls and got tossed off the bull and the bull stepped on, like kicked or stepped on their chest. Yeah. basically broke their sternum and ribs um, I don't know if I've personally known any rodeo clowns and I, but I've seen video of rodeo, clown, rodeo clowns getting hit or gored by the bull so I mean six well, of one half a dozen of the other in the one you're absolutely going to be on top of a, of a bull yeah and that for me it's like the possibility you could get hurt versus the probability you will be hurt yeah, and then and then I'm gonna take like. The do you think you're clown. nimble enough to kind of get out of the way of a bull right now? If you like just right now, no, yeah. no. So you're, if you were trained to be a rodeo clown and you were 20 yeah. years younger, maybe. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. <laughs> even even if you're 20 years younger and trained to ride the bull, you think? Which no, do? I think the bull riding might be safer than the rodeo clown in some circumstances. I remember seeing. Um, I, I'm in like a real rodeo when I was a kid, not one of these little traveling sideshow ones that we get in the suburbs. But a real rodeo, and this clown goes out there to distract a guy. Same, you know, it's the thing. He, you always see through the through the rider off, and this bull has turned and looked at the rider like he's gonna fuck him up, and the clown jumps out there, and he's 
I don't know, maybe 30 feet from this bull. And the bull just turns and looks at him, and he's about 15 feet from a barrel. And the spatial equation plays out in your head. And I was like six at the time. You're like, he's not going to make it. And and you're like, even if he gets there, what's he going to do? This guy ran, and I still don't know how he did it. He dove headfirst into the thing. And it was like he disappeared. Like you see those tricks where somebody walks behind a tree that's too thin and they disappear. Mm-hmm. It was like how he did it. And he dove into this thing about a half a second before that bull hit that barrel head on and launched it about 10 feet ahead of him. So this guy dove in upside down, managed to land and pull his feet in and somehow not jack up his neck. And this barrel looked too small to hold him anyway. <laughs> it's like a clown car. Yeah. And the barrel just, it goes end over end over end for like 20 feet and stops from rolling. And the guy just sticks his head out like, I'm thinking, wow, I did not think that guy could fit in there. It looked like a cartoon. That's funny. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Let's do a little bit more of this. All right. Um yeah, so we're going to have some more interspersed. Uh, the student's going to intersperse his commentary outside the classroom from the YouTube video. We'll just leave that in because it's pretty short what he has to say here. So let's continue on here. Black bones and black bridges, not brittle but stiffened. Removed are the cancers that bore caverns and calcium. All right, so this is we're back to the, one of the students giving his spiel and debate about sending white people to space. And now he's, he's putting like poetry or poetry slamming into his debate. Here we go. Our macrophages merged with the cells of our. Whoa! Talk about a five. This is a. T- this is a ten dollar word. Our macrophages. What? Merge. Yeah. Macrophages merge with the self of our bones. Beautiful. It's beauty. It brought a tear to my eye. Okay. Bones to build stronger and create a space reminiscent of a new home. Make a wish on a star and on a star, but a ship carrying away all the whiteness. I told you it could fit. It's Dr. Susian. So now's the time. So at the end he goes, open for cross-ex. Cross-examination. So as if that was a debate that we were just, like somebody giving a debate and presenting their side. As if that's what he just did. Now open for (laughs) cross-ex. What? Big poetry slam is what it was. was. All right, this this student's going to speak. We're going to, there's actually too much of this. We're going to have to wrap this up soon. But if you want to hear more about this, um, just Google or YouTube uh, racist professor, uh, anti-white curriculum, or um, this guy's um, uh, YouTube site is Michael Moreno, M-O-R-E-N-O, and then you can find this, and it's fascinating. Um, we'll do a little bit more of this before we kind of end the episode. We, I mean, we'll bring some more into this in the next one, but here we go. Removed are the cancers that bore caverns in calcium. Our macrophages oh, went back a little bit too far here. But... To build stronger and create a space reminiscent of a new home. Make a wish on a star and on a star, but a ship carrying away all the whiteness. I told you it could fit. Open to cross sex. So now's the time when my classmates are supposed to point out flaws in what was just now read. What do you think they say? Do they point out how racist and terrible this plan is? No. Instead, their concern is if we send white people to space, how do we know they're not going to colonize aliens? So what happens if slash when? The white people find a planet with life on it. Are they just going to colonize it? Should we subject other people yeah. to that colonization? Because white people, well, we don't know if it's people that they would be colonizing, first uh, of all, because we don't we, know what life is. Should we subject exists. other life to that type of colonization that is happening? That they, white people would colonize another planet. Okay, but black people shouldn't be subject to it either, so I'm going to say they can win. So. Now, here are the questions that I ask What's a killing field? Yeah, so that's in like our Judy evidence. It's, can be explained like analytically, but like it's the aftermath of slavery. It's how black people are. The world as we know it right now. Right. What about the world? Yeah. So right now, people. Sorry. What? Literally, everything. Yeah. So what about today? Is a killing field. Literally. So one example is like the white gaze. Now, even though like black people aren't enslaved anymore, there's still this like way that black people act in like insecurity because they're being watched by whiteness. That if they How act they a certain way, they can't participate in certain institutions. That when they're alone, they still feel as though whiteness is encroaching on the possibilities of like getting to those caverns, to those pieces of our personalities that are bored whole by whiteness. Okay. That's what oh my god. The this is oh my god. This is just it's just bullshit. So. I mean, I'm done. I'm done. Yeah, I am too. I can't take it. All right. <laughs> oh my god. But 
I mean, there's a good, so this is 15 minutes into this video and there's, it's a 42 minute video. So there is so much more. And this guy, this student, Michael Moreno has intersperses with his commentary. Not much. He just kind of jumps in every so often. Um, it's well worth watching just to see the kind of bullshit that masquerades as academia or academia or as, as being intellectual or, 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 um, or what, what it means to, to pit whites against blacks and other races against whites and, 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 to, and to justify it by using this nonsense. Um, you're getting like very word salad with me right now <laughs> and I don't have a comb. So, so yeah, I kind of like ate it <laughs> and that's like, like not cool. I don't, in honestly, fact, yeah. it's a form of violence. So, okay. Who just walked into the room? Who are we talking it's about like right now? It's <laughs> like definitionally like not fair in your colonialism. So that's like your total whiteness. Yeah. And I just I don't like 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 it. It's like not likable. So or it's more like a likeism. Yeah, like my racism. <laughs> I have. I have. <laughs> I got nothing. Yeah, we're done. <laughs> it's just. Ugh. But, I mean, the absurdity of it is just—it's not even laughable. It's infuriating. That so, this like, are you happening. laughing at me right now? That's like so violent. No. It's like very. That's like rape. It's, like a, it's not it's like a gangbang. That's not, Excuse the French. It's, it's like not rapey. No, it's 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 not a gangbang. It, in French, it's a jangbang. Okay. <laughs> You sure about that? No, because none of this means anything. These no. people are stupid. Yeah, it's not even pseudo intellectualism. This is, this is. You mean suedo intellectualism? Suedo intellectualism. <laughs> it's a new movement. Yes, <laughs> it's a new intellectual movement. All right, we're done here. Yeah. All right. So, so before you get into that, right. we have uh, episode one hundred coming up in not that much time. So. We'd like to do something different for it. Uh, we're not eating surstroming again. It's not happening. No, uh, no rancid rotting fish. No, we're okay. not doing that. We're not, and we're not eating anything else either. So uh, we'd right. love to do something different. If any of you have ideas, we'd appreciate them. The Doesn't only, involve nudity. The only caveat I'll put in there is Mark. I know you're listening, and we're discounting the first four ideas you come up with because I know what they're going to be. Okay. So I'll explain I'll trust, that. I'll, I'll explain that. that to Crow later. Okay. So, um, yeah, and my, yeah, no nudity that stands. We're not, nobody's going to get nude for this hundredth episode. Damn right. Uh, even if you guys can't see it, it will scar me. Nobody wants to see yeah, it. Yeah. <laughs> um, if you want to get in contact with us and let us know what you get some ideas, uh, it's rooster at bread and or crow at bread and And don't forget to like and share the podcast at, uh, Facebook at bread and circuses podcast. See you. Bye.